courses on Sunday morning, really, but because of the, I won't say the depth of the teaching, the level we're going into now is a, it's not a normal level. These things you will not hear in church, I can guarantee you that. That's one thing sure now. So be prepared, you're, gonna, you, you're in for a rough ride. Even tonight, you're in for a rough ride, okay? If anybody comes and clicks in, you know, they just, we'll, we'll, we'll check it every now and then, I'll be in there, just, if, if they come in, we'll just say welcome. Who's that? Nobody. <laughs> they come and say, welcome. Fine. Guys, when, when it comes to the subject matter of prayer, I don't think we realize how much the church have been building on the consequences of the Adamic, the fall of Adam. We've been building on that for years and years and years. All our praying, all our believing, all our things we're talking about in church, even doing, comes from behind after the fall. Right? I want to make some statements tonight, and if, you, if you're shocked, get over it. Get over it and get done with it. We know more, we know more about the devil than Christ. We talk more about Satan than Christ, the church. No. <coughs> we, are ex yeah. we are experts at satanic uh, belief systems and stuff like it. We are experts at that. But we know very little about prayer from the last Adam point of view. My, my premise I say to you about prayer is this. If you pray from before the cross, it's old covenantal praying. Right? We need to learn to pray from after the resurrection, which is a totally different dimension. Completely different. Right? Welcome. Who's that? Henry. Henry, welcome, Henry. I don't see your face. Either. But since you are now, I become very small. <laughs> okay. <coughs> so, most of our praying is done from the, the fallen dimension of sin. Let me qualify that. If I say to you, the fallen dimension of sin is. God created the heavens and the earth, right? And in Genesis 1, 26, he put man in charge of the earth. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion, right? Over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and every creeping thing that's upon the earth, basically. So it's not about the realms there. It's about the dominion God gives man. It, there's only dominion if there's image. If there's no image, no dominion. Period. The world right now needs us to stand up and practice dominion again. And the only way we can practice dominion is this way. By the image of God. My one of my favorite scriptures is 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him Christ who knew no sin. Sin. God made him sin. So we and then become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the problem is we do not believe that. Let me tell you why we don't believe we are the, right, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because we have a dispensational background which is, which is it, the, the dispensational background is God works in times, periods of time. 
a thousand years, a thousand years, a thousand years, okay? And it only operates a certain way in that thousand years. The Bible is divided up into covenantal theology. Covenant with Abraham. The covenant with Adam. The covenant with David. You know, there's different covenants. And the last covenant is a covenant of Christ. Well, not only with the church, but humanity. That's how God operates. But if I said to you, we, we only follow the old ways because that's what we have been taught. We do not believe we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Number one, dispensationalism. And hear me good now. Second point is Judaism. The Jews do not believe that Jesus Christ is God. Am I right? Yes. Right. And because they don't believe that Jesus Christ is God, we follow the same trend unknowingly. Have you heard about this, about this thing now? Uh, born again Jews? Yeah. But they're still Jewish. Yeah. They still follow the Jewish customs and laws and principles. You know why? Because they haven't yet accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, although they say so. Because in Christ there's no Jew, no Greek, right? Mm -hmm. yes. I didn't say so. There's no Jew, no Greek, right? No male, no female. No slave, no free person. It's one man in Christ, Christ in us. Our problem is we do not know Christ. If I say tonight to you, I'm going to ask you tonight, what did Jesus come to do upon the earth? Let's talk about that. Anybody? What did Jesus come to do? Represent God in the flesh. Save us. Don't salute you. Shikorambashaya. Sorry, I mean it. I mean it from the boat. I'm not, I'm not joking now. You know, when I hear that, he came to represent the Father. That's the primary reason why Christ came. As Michael said he came to save us, yes. But he first came to show us the Father. And that connects you with sonship. If we do not understand why Jesus came to the earth, you're going to be religious. And it's not going to help you in your daily life. Jesus Christ came to restore mankind back to the image of God. Period. Case closed. He didn't come to play games. He came to restore mankind back in the image of God in Christ Jesus. Christ in you means image restored. Come on. Christ in you means the image of God has been restored in you. We all have fallen by sin. But in Christ... We stand in the resurrection again. And the resurrection is a person. If you do not know the resurrection purpose is to restore mankind, to stand in the image of God again, the resurrection will remain somebody being raised from the dead. That's the example only. But the experience is this. Total restoration, complete restoration has been given back to mankind. We've been taught otherwise. Many of us have nullified the finished work of Jesus Christ. You know what? Can I, I will make an example. If you pray for healing. Oh, let me say it like this. You pray for people to get saved. 
Lord, save. I'm going to say, use, use you as, a, as an example. I know you say that. Don't cry now, please. Mm -hmm. if, if I pray, if I pray tonight, Lord, save Al-Sabi. Save her from a sin. Wash in the blood of Jesus Christ. And I nullify the work of the cross immediately. Come on, because the cross, Jesus died for humanity. Our sins are forgiven. Yeah. If a sin is forgiven, if she's in a state of sin, yes. Okay, fine. You can tell me I can't pray like that. I can pray because she's forgiven. Yeah. By whom? By God Almighty. Mm -hmm. And I cannot ask God to save her because the cross saved her. Yes. People. No, Let's not no, nullify no. the cross. No. If you keep on praying for somebody to get healed, doesn't Isaiah 53 says, verse 6 says, by his stripes you have been healed. Past tense. No. You've been healed. I'm trying to show you the things we're doing without questioning our faith. No. We do things because we, we're doing it for years now without, without knowing where it comes from. No. The current method of praying that's going on in church, especially on intercessory le levels, most of it is not biblical. Most of it is not biblical. I want to show you Hebrews chapter 7. The word the Bible says, Christ ever liveth. Right? Christ ever liveth to make intercession for us. Yeah. The normal consensus there is, is praying for you right now. Okay? Wrong. He's not praying for you. Now, shock, shocking, eh? <coughs> Say for me. He's not praying for you. That word means in the session means the word in the session means is paga, which means negotiating on behalf of you. But the negotiating that Jesus did is the cross. And that ever lives. And on that premise, that intercessory work ever lives for you. Come on. Okay. I am not saying there's not such a thing as intercession. There is intercessory prayer, right? But the moment you learn to negotiate and engage or stand between God and people. Your premise, your foundation must be what has, what God already has done for the person. Yes. yes. Hello? Yes. Not what the problem is. Mm -hmm. You come to God with a problem and you magnify the problem more than what God has done already. Yeah. Hello? Okay, right now. There's a scripture I want to make you aware of. Luke chapter 9, verse 10. Lucas was the near of fifteen. Fifteen. Lucas, Luke nine was ten. Lucas just did everything. I stick back after Matthias Umian. Lucas Siva. Siva I can tell I can only talk about I can only talk about can start after nine. And then you go back to zero. And um you had a matric pass in nineteen hundred and ten. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Is it right? 
What does your Bible say? When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. And then he took them with him and they Okay, in, in, in chapter 9, I made have the wrong verse there. It says, it says this words, The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Right? Let me read it to you. I got the wrong verse here. Sorry, guys. Okay. The Son of Man... Okay, the general consensus is that the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, right? Yeah. That's not what the scripture says. The original verse says, the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. 19. 19, sorry. 19. <laughs> Jesus name. I can hear your hands crack and lies. The other people are men, so in name of Jesus. So there's different versions. Seek and save those who are lost. Seek and save the lost. Okay. Yeah, but if the different translations. Sorry, sorry if I was going to. Mama, no, 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 Okay, fine. Luke 19 verse 10. Yeah. Yeah. The Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. Mm. Not them. Yeah. That which was lost. The question is, what was lost? The image. Image, right? And what else? If you say image, let's, let's talk about the image. If you say image, image means accurate representation, okay? Exactness. So the exactness of the Father was lost in mankind. Meaning, they had no right in the earth after that. Because God gave them right to dominate the earth. Right? To represent God in the earth. If they lost that, they had no right in the earth anymore. From young Adam in sin has no right in the earth. Only those in Christ has right in the earth. Every time we come to a certain point and stand it to me and so on, we pull it. Yeah, I know, but you also in him. <laughs> okay, did you hear that? Okay. <laughs> Maar goed zo gekrenkt als je erop staat. Christ came to seek and save that which was lost. The image of God was lost. Not the relationship. The image of God was lost. And without the image, you cannot have a relationship with God. When that, when that which was lost is gone, right? And everything else is wrong. Right? Yes. So then we're doing wrong things after the fall. Yeah. No? Are your, is your, are your eyes opening a bit? Everything else after the fall. Right? 
What man does in relation to God does not mean it's right. Yeah. Everything else. Does. Therefore, you do not find the word son in the whole of the Old Testament until Jesus is declared a son. Because yeah. no one is son there. Adam lost sonship. And as a son, you have, you, you have rights. But when you lose sonship, you have no rights. <coughs> okay? So we pray from a position where we lost sonship. People will tell you praise, asking, seeking, and knocking. I've got no problem with that. What are you asking for? What are you seeking? What are you knocking for? That's the question you should ask. If you say, I'm in intercession, what are you interceding for? Because most of the things we are interceding and praying for has already been done. The cross is a stunning fixture in our lives. Right now, if you look at Jesus Christ, you've got to look at Christ from the viewpoint of last Adam. Fullness of humanity. Matured humanity. Adam means humanity, okay? You have to look at Christ from matured humanity. That's what you have to look at. The last couple of weeks, I've been trying to tell you, looking at Jesus from a healing perspective makes him a healer. Right? <coughs> and a miracle worker, he is. Right? But there's much more than that. There's a whole chunk of the life of Christ cut out in our theology from, from the moment he starts ministry up until the cross. Right? We think of him as man. Two terminologies here. Son of man, son of God. Applicable to you as well. Son of man, son of God. Amen? Amen. You are son of man, but you're also son of God. <coughs> Make it clearer for you now. You are the Word made flesh. Amen. And Christ, in John chapter 1 verse 14, is the what? The Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. You see the similarity between the child of God and the Son of God, Jesus Christ? We carry the same definitions. We carry the same characters. Okay? We carry the same DNA, guys. Because the Bible says, as He is, so are we. Not going to become like him as he is, so are we. I'm trying to show you that Jesus Christ achieved the Father's purpose at the cross. The cross, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everything there that God sent him for was achieved. It was achieved. Now, you and I must go and study Christ. While he walked upon the earth. Can I ask you a question? Did Jesus drive out demons and devils? While he walked upon the earth? Don't answer. <coughs> Don't answer. Go home and think about it. What I view in scripture is that. They come and they bow down before him. Okay. Stunning. Eh? When you begin. I began to read the Bible. With a viewpoint of Christ. From the last Adam, the Adamic resurrection position, and it changed my mind completely. Mm. When you look at Jesus and you read the scriptures, yeah. as he is the resurrection yes. 
your things change. I'll take you to a scripture tonight to show you the prayer of command. I mentioned this before you. Mark chapter 11. You can go home and read it. I'm going to paraphrase it to you. Jesus comes from Jerusalem. He goes to Bethany, okay? And on his way there, the next day, he comes back. He's hungry. I like the way the Bible refers to that. Some say he was, some versions say he was in need of food. Virgin, umiani, virgin. Right? Some say he was in need of food. Others say he was hungry. Right? And he comes along and says, I was Eddie Mach. There was a cat and say, Mach. He was, he was, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree from a distance with leaves on, hoping that he would find figs, food on there, he went to the fig tree. Look, 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 and found no figs on it. And the amazing thing is there, he spoke to the fig tree. Okay, now let me tell you something. Was Jesus acting as man there? Yes. But listen, he speaks to the fig tree, he's acting as God as well, yeah. son of God. Yeah. He says to the fig tree, listen, I'm going to paraphrase it now. He says to the fig tree, since you have been designed by me, your creator, to produce fruit all the time, and you did not produce fruit all the time, I'm going to punish you, I'm going to put you out of work, I'm going to cancel your existence from now on. No man will eat food from you forever. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. Here is a man, God's son, speaking to a tree because he's acting like the image of God under the command of Genesis 1.26. Let them have dominion over all the earth. And this fig tree, he practices, the, he, the image is there and he practices dominion and the victory says, Amen. Why? Because Jesus had faith. No. He was the fullness of God. He was the accurate representation. The moment you and I begin to learn and practice accurate representation in prayer, your prayer life changes. Instead of going to the Father, learn to address things. Hello? If you do not say yes now, you can catch me. You can catch it later on. But for you that catch it later on, a double charge on that. I'm joking. I'm joking, don't worry. I'm not even saying, I'm not even listening to that. Listen, Jesus came <coughs> as the image of God. Look at the victory and address the victory. That's the same thing Adam did. In Genesis 2, verse 19. God brought the animals to Adam to see what Adam would call them. Jesus, last Adam, operated the same way. God brought the animal to Adam. Here's the animal. And God said, name them. Give them definition. Give them purpose. Give them function. And Adam looked at the animal and drew the animals DNA and reason for existence out of God and spoke it into being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to challenge your faith tonight. Yeah. 
Show me one apostle in the scriptures. It comes to God and presents his needs before the Father. Show me one apostle. Show me one prophet in the Old Testament that nags before the Lord. Come, come and help me out here. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Oh, but that was Jesus. There's another guy called Elijah, uh, 1 Kings 17 and chapter 18. Elijah, Jezebel and Aepus upon the throne. And they're running idolatry right throughout the country. And this guy gets up and says, Elijah gets up and says, these words, from now on, at my word, no rain will fall in Israel. Mm-hmm. Turns around and leaves. Hello, church. Mm-hmm. From now on, at my word. He didn't say, I heard God say. God spoke to me in the night. <coughs> I heard a prophetic word. No, no, no. He said, at my word. No rain. No more. No more. Until I say so. He determines the rain will stop. And the rain will start to fall again at his word. At what word? At Elijah's word. James says, Elijah was a man just like us. I'll send you tonight the scriptures on that. Elijah was a man just like us. You and I haven't been designed to run to God with problems. Come on, let's, let's shape up, man. Let's become who we are supposed to be. Let's be the image of God and practice His presence in the earth. I know this is shocking stuff. When I discovered this some years ago, I had to keep quiet. You've got to learn that Jesus came to be the exactness of the Father. And He practiced it constantly every day. Philip comes to Jesus and says to Jesus, Jesus, so was the father. And I can hear the, the frustration in his voice. Have I been so long with you? Have I been so long with you? And he still asks me that question. He that has seen me, Jesus, has seen the father. Come on, that's image. The moment you learn that you are the image of God, you can practice your, your rights in the earth. You've got rights, guys. Yeah. You're a son. Yeah. You're a son. Right? Jesus, in John chapter 3, verse 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That word son there is matured son. Huyos. One that's fully developed in the image of God. Right? He gave his son. Didn't give a baby. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says this, Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Not upon the baby. The longer we remain babies, the less we will be able to practice our governmental rights in the earth. The earth is in a mess because we are playing baby games. With God's people. Kerk is volgeraas. 
Waarom worden die mensen verrast? Dan crashen. Ik zeg nog niet voor iedere kerk als een christen, alsjeblieft. Kinders maken die meeste geraas. Can I explain noise to you? You go into a service on a Sunday morning. And it goes on, they sing songs, you know, and then it's go, let's worship the Lord. I'm not criticizing, I'm showing you objectively what I'm observing. Let's worship the Lord. And then everybody goes, I love it. Until Paul asked, who are you edifying <coughs> at the moment? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Who are you edifying when they go sing sandala? And I can give you different levels of, of tongues. Mm-hmm. Paul says, I speak more in, more in tongues than all of you. Yeah. But I refrain from speaking in tongues in public. Mm-hmm. Why? It looks like foolishness to the unbeliever. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are we so... Illiterate when it comes to <coughs> My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. You very seldom will hear me speaking in tongues in a public meeting. Unless, unless God says address. Now I would rather go for the interpretation than speaking in tongues. There's a prophetic grace here next to me. What do you prefer? Tongue or the interpretation? Don't answer. I know what you're going to say. If I say to him, Yan tonight, but if I say to him, this is the interpretation, he will appreciate it. And everybody else will learn from that. The thing is, we love to operate in ignorance. And I've got a grace to nail the ignorance in church. God made me aware of things that are done wrong in church. Tongues, you're supposed to speak thrice in church. One, two, three. But you give <coughs> services that do, let's speak, they speak forever. Mm-hmm. Huh? And then you get people that speak in tongues. And then the interpretation comes, the Lord says, I love you. Mm. Now, why did a person in tongues speak so long? Mm. Are you understand what I'm saying yeah. to you? We need to learn to operate with accuracy. Yeah. Are you with me tonight? Yes. So if you learn something tonight, the fig tree obeyed Jesus. The clouds obeyed Elijah. And the animals obeyed Adam in the beginning. You and I were created to command, governed by command, by your tongue. Yes. I I've learned long time ago, stop complaining. It's not going to help you. And one thing I've learned, stop crying. It's the only thing that help that you have when you cry. It's not vanga. <laughs> Amen. I'm not saying don't cry. Yeah, sometimes when I watch, you know, especially these old songs, you know, my wife sit and watch TV and and drag me to stuck back when I believe I see what she like, stop the trauma. But listen guys, when you learn to operate in the image of God, things change. Things change. Hello? Things change. Command you tonight. 
get your house right. Inside and outside, <coughs> get your house right. And that's a prayer format I'm giving you. Right? This is not a prophetic word, this is advice. Get your house right. And then God says, now you've done that, now we can run. Okay? You know what God is saying to you. Now we can run. The problem is now, what will Elsie do with the word now? Do not take this word to the Father and pray about it. It's out. Run with the word. Run with the word of God. Okay? Run with the word of God. Make up your mind. I'm going to run with the word of God. Okay? Well, I'm done, people. Tuesday night will not take long. And I'm going to pray a prayer of example about prayer of command tonight. I don't know to shout loud. I don't know to talk. I listened to a friend of mine. Uh, his spiritual father died Sunday morning. I'm not going to say it on, on, on the screen, please. Leave it. You know, when uh, I felt for them. When you change your voice before the Lord, you don't impress God, and neither will you impress me. You can say to me now, Tell us value for you. Come here with the year. Oh, year. Oh, year. Hello? You come and impress me. You come with your baritone voice. You're not going to impress me. Be real, man. Be real. Amen? There's a lot of prophetic words floating around this room tonight. There's a lot of prophetic words floating around this room tonight. And I pray a prayer tonight that you capture those words that have been spoken over you in the past. That's waiting to be fulfilled. Amen. And you go out there and you make it real tonight. Amen. Mm-hmm. Even those listening. Make the word real tonight. Sorry. We're off. Offline. <gasps> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Don't worry. It's a blue droid. Yeah. Yeah. I, have just, just, just I lost the blood. <laughs> okay, fine, that's okay. Sorry, guys, this, this is a mistake. Okay, fine, now we're gonna get used to this, okay? We're gonna get used to how to do this thing right. right. I'm saying tonight to you, and this is about <coughs> I pray for you. Every word spoken over your life, especially the last five years. Come now tonight and come aside you and stands with you. And you must remember the words spoken to you. Mm-hmm. Must take the words and make it real. If I were you, take the words and write it down. Because paper never forgets. Mm-hmm. I'll take out my journal and I'll go down because I've dated it, everything. Mm-hmm. Scriptures, everything. If you have prophetic words, please journal those words. I've got this. I remember exactly what God said to me. I remember. It's in my mind. I journal. In my mind, I know exactly what God said to me. I've learned that it's a. It's. A, I won't say it's a gift. It's an art I learned in a prophetic. Don't have to write on every word. Sometimes I do. Yes, but if God gave you a word. Search your mind tonight, especially the words you've forgotten. 
especially in the words of forgotten. Especially those words that says, you've lost and you're going to gain more than what you lost. That sounds very familiar, right? But we all have lost here. Yeah. Man, this couple here have lost a lot. Yeah. And all the things we lost will be given back. Amen. 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 In surplus. Amen. To us. Have you lost? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. Lost, Brian? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not asking you, are you lost? No, I'm not lost. Did you lose something? Uh, <coughs> I almost gave you another name. Now. <laughs> okay. Michael, you lost some things, okay? Okay. Oh, beyond that, verloor. Nee, 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 met niet. Nee, leiding, okay. But beyond that, verloor. And beyond the pain, verloor. Right? Okay, fine. You lost. Okay, fine. No, nee, you get the please. I know you lost a lot. You know, Kyle said she lost a lot. Now tonight I take all the lost, all the losses that you had in the past and I release those prophetic words <coughs> that said you're going to gain more than what you lost. And I quicken that word that you have forgotten. I quicken it and I bring it back to life. And I command that word like Lazarus to come forth. Come forth tonight. Come forth tonight. Come forth from the grave. When you've forgotten what God said. Even to the point where you say, Ah, this wasn't God. And you say to yourself, I do not know when this is going to happen. And you put it there at the back, at the back burner, something like that. I'm saying to you tonight, you will tell me again, words have come to pass. You tell Jacques and Yolanda, okay, fine? Yes. All the things they've lost, yes. all the things they've lost, mm -hmm. God's going to restore it. Not five years from now, in this year, God's going to restore it. Amen. <coughs> God's going to restore it. Yeah. The losses you had. Yeah. I'm putting my losses on behalf of you before the Lord. Amen. I lost a lot. Yeah. And listen here, I'm not blaming anyone for the losses. I'm not holding anyone, you know, saying, 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 you are responsible. No, I've got no bitterness in my heart. In fact, when someone told me last week, they, they lost a lot. They've been declared insolvent or bankrupt. I wept. I wept. Because I felt it. I know what it is to lose. Tonight I block that you will not lose anymore. Amen. You will not lose anymore. You will not lose anymore. You take, you take whatever God has given you. And with the authority of the prophetic grace, double it. So you walk into it. You walk into it and you go for the kill. Amen. Go for the kill. Right? Brian? Guys, I'm speaking to myself as well tonight. I lost. I said, no more. What does a Mexican say? No master? I said, right? Am I right? I have only fluky man. What does a Mexican say? No more? No mass? No mass? Or whatever. whatever. Say, non non chato, whatever. 
we are not going to be a people that's gonna con that's gonna lose constantly. Please, you're not going to lose anymore. I prophesy that tonight. Amen. I command that. If Elijah commanded the rain to stop, I said to you, losses have stopped. Amen. Stopped. People walking all over you has stopped. People taking advantage of you has stopped. People manipulating you has stopped. Yeah, Mike, it stopped. Yes. Mm. Stopped. Back in charge and take control. No more. No more. Father, we come before you tonight. And as we have been taught in God, we, we stand our lives. We are doors, valves, portals, gates between heaven and the earth. We stand in tonight on behalf of our families. Yes. And we position ourselves accurately in the image of God because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ we position ourselves. And we say on behalf of our families of God, we, we, we take control of their destinies. We take control of God of what you've called them for. And release their callings upon them. And we say to you, those that you call of God, ultimately you glorified. We release the glory of the Lord upon them. As they begin to walk in their call. Some of them do not even know their calls. But you will quicken their understanding to know why they are here, my God. Some of them don't even know you. We're not asking you to save them. Asking you to make them aware of the fact that they, Jesus Christ had died for them upon the cross. As Paul says, how will they know unless somebody has been sent to them? Send somebody to them, O oh God, and explain to them the reason why Christ came to the earth. In his death, burial, and resurrection. Open their minds to understand, O oh God, that his blood was shed for them. I pray, my God, that this prayer of opening our eyes will become a reality. Open our eyes concerning Christ. Opening, open our eyes concerning sonship. And I command eyes to open tonight. Eyes open and we will see Christ like we've never seen him before. I almost understood you. May we be the first group upon the earth that knows the different levels of Christian lifestyle because we know Christ better. Christ, the Word made flesh, lives in us. Let us become conduits of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Father gives us the advantage, puts us ahead, gives us favor. Way beyond what we know. So tonight we claim our rights in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's real and it stands way ahead of the rest. We, O God, will model the resurrection to those around us. This is my prayer tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you.